what's the day? What's the date? It's the um. It's May something. May something. Yeah, it it's, be May. May. it's May the something, and this is the Sounding Board, your weekly podcast that is sometimes <laughs> about music, sometimes about music. I'm Josh. I'm the host, the voice, the no, just the host and the voice of the Sounding Board. With me this week, as always, is. Swerve Theodore Challenge Hooker the oh, second. Swerve. He's in the middle drinking wine. He doesn't. He can't respond in time. Gurgle, gurgle, gurgle. Hello. Oh, nice catchphrase. Hey, there we go. There <laughs> we go. I spent all day trying to think of it. Okay. As good as yours. is that what you came up with? Gurgle, yeah. gurgle, 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 gurgle. Hello. You know, trying to go. That is stick great. with my personality. Yeah. I like. It. I mean, yeah. it's just a it. It's a literature reference, is what it is. It's a callback to the Black Cauldron with the little bear monster thing named Gurgi. And totally. th- you were referencing that. I got you. I, yeah. I'm picking yeah. up what you're... Stop, stop slurping into the microphone. That's gross. <laughs> That's gross. Hey, you got also, any chips you can eat in front of that? Oh, wait, hold on. I totally almost <laughs> brought my bag of chips that I have downstairs just to be like, pull out in front of the microphone because you know good recording habits i do i did i did i tell you guys last week about what the paranormal show people did last week were they eating cheetos again no they didn't eat cheetos again but uh i'll I'll tell you about it in a bit (laughs) all right we'll get to it i i couldn't remember if i told you about it last time oh okay (laughs) apparently not okay okay the man with the plan and the paranormal story please welcome camden taylor the hair of the sounding board Hey, 420 blaze at Skidoo. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's a catchphrase. Yeah. He knows yeah, right. what's going on. Scrap my shit again. Start <laughs> yeah. from fucking square one again. Hey, yeah, yeah Ted, number one rule is any catchphrase is better if you include 420 blaze it. <laughs> that's yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> no. yeah, that yeah, we yeah. all know. Yeah. 420 blaze it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Oh, man. Well, guys, welcome back. We're uh, here this week to talk about Colin Stetson's album, New History Warfare... New History Wallflowers. New History Warfare, Volume 3. To see more light. To see more light, thank you. Picking up what I put down. Thanks, buddy. You you got me when I'm looking through my phone trying to find the subtitle. I got you. I appreciate it. So, Camden, yes. just before we started, well... Wait, we've started? We've started. <laughs> oh, We're shit. recording. That's usually what that oh, intro damn. indicates. Okay. I thought we were practicing. I thought this was just like what you do in a normal chat with friends. Yeah, when you I'm see pretty them, sure like, this is what you, you do in You know, a when you see them, friends. you introduce them. You're yeah, like, this is, oh, hey. To the room. This is a... Uh, <laughs> This is a pretty common way that we uh, we start our conversations, as it turns out. I, yeah, this is how I, we interact when we're actually near each other. I, I declare just, that Camden is the hair of the sounding board, no yeah, matter where you say or that, when you I see You say that every time I see yeah, you. Every fucking time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I walk into, it's gonna I stop, walk into the yeah. room with you and, and, and a lady, and I say, Oh, it's Camden Taylor, the hair of the sounding board, and his lady yeah. friend, and then I walk out. And then I say my catchphrase. And then, and, then we, and, then we, and then we do a two-hour episode of the sounding board. Yeah, live. like right there. You just kind of like <laughs> let the girl sit quietly in the background and. Do yeah, it. yeah. Yep. It's it's the sounding board version of icing bros, right? Like, icing. 
You'd whip out a Smirnoff Ice, and someone would have to drink it on the spot. No, I intro you, and we have Wait, to do what's a podcast on the spot. Did you never hear about that? I no, never. Yeah, like, you remember I, you were you were gonna secretly ice him? Yeah, that's mail. true. That was yeah. a dumb. Well, if he doesn't know what icing is, that would have never. I've never worked. been yeah, iced. Exactly. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't know what to do. So yeah, you just think, who so, the fuck sent me a Smirnoff? Yeah, I would just ice. throw it away. Like, so icing gross. is is a time honored tradition that no one does anymore because it's super lame and was like the dumbest form of quote unquote viral marketing ever. They okay. tried to start and like by they tried to start, I mean it. It this is something they did in their commercials, as in like, hey, you should do this too. It was if you whip out a, a Smirnoff ice and give it to someone to one of your bros, they got to drink it on the spot unless they have a Smirnoff ice of their own, in which case they can counter ice you and then you have to drink both of them huh interesting (laughs) i'm not kidding this is a real like fake marketing thing so it's it's something that they started or people started just doing this i'm pretty sure they they started they started i'm pretty sure they started it but yeah episodes and episodes ago. have you been iced before josh you know i never have uh has anyone on the show been iced I've never been iced. Why are we talking about it? I've had icing. <laughs> because I was I was planning to mail you a Smirnoff. Have you guys ever had ice? Yeah. Oh, oh my god. Have you guys it ever had best. ice? Because holy shit. That's yeah. like water, but it's fucking frozen. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I was going to say, to preface this, uh, you just graduated from school. Mr. Cameron Taylor, uh, the sound what? Board. No, I did not yet. Or you're about <laughs> to graduate from school. You're you're approaching the end, right? Well, it's by the time the this episode is posted, I will have graduated. Yes. All right. So for okay. all reasonable purposes, you have graduated from school. I have. In the future. and you just told me you found a job. I did. What what job? Yes. <laughs> can we talk about ice again because i really yeah. feel like that was some, the right direction to go ice? in i think ice was really where we needed to be yeah my job has nothing to do with ice unfortunately. Yeah, i think you're in the wrong job you're, yeah. you chose the wrong career path yeah. man i when i did my interview the first question i asked was so how much ice is involved with this position and they so said and like they, said, they said they said <laughs> they said barely any ice barely said, any so then uh, yeah. still some ice there's still some ice you know still like they ice. have i think they have a water cooler that has some ice in it <laughs> no like i thought that, it only had that shitty water. like barely any ice left yeah but it's ice. barely any ice oh so, disappointing uh, well so, what is it that uh that you're doing what job did you get uh so <laughs> i mean <laughs> It, no one really wants to hear about it because it doesn't have anything to do with ice. Yeah, I, I really don't oh, care anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, no, but I got a... So, you know, our department will send out, like, mass emails to everyone, or all the students, when they hear about a job opening. So this one was for a small uh, controls engineering company in Juneau that was formed by basically two students who used to go here, like, I don't know, in the last 10 years or so. Uh, so it's just like a really small company. It's uh, basically just an entry-level engineering position with them and involves a lot of travel around the state uh, and apparently some to Seattle. 
Okay. So I could be visiting every once hey. in a while. Hey, that'd be um, right. it does not unfortunately involve any travel to Monterey. Fuck off. <laughs> I, I asked. That was the second question I asked. Was like, how much <laughs> of the travel is to Monterey, California? <laughs> and they said barely any. <laughs> And I said, Barely, what is, and I said, what is that? Oh, so, said, that means so zero. Like, so, so occasionally you'll get iced and then sent to Monterey, is yeah, what you're exactly. saying. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh, I, I'm pretty excited about it. I, I had pretty much been set on just staying in Fairbanks for the entire summer and working at the college radio station where I work now and making, you know, no money and just dicking around for the summer and putting off getting a real job forever. But... uh yeah, I applied for this job, like, Wednesday last week, interviewed for it, like, the next day. Uh, they were going to do a second interview this week, because they, they have some contracts in Fairbanks, and they were going to be up here, but then that got, like, pushed back, so he just called me and, like, did another, like, additional informal ask-me-more-questions thing, and then offered me the job afterwards. Dude, um, that's rad. Yeah. Kick ass. What are you going to be doing exactly? Yeah. Uh, I'm not entirely sure... That's what reasonable. it involves. It's going to be a lot of different stages of the process. Like it's, uh, there's some programming involved, some like actual hardware design involved, a lot of like site visits. It's pretty like hands on because they awesome. like they like design the uh, systems and go install them and everything. It's it'll be a lot of work because it's a super small company. Like I'm going, I'm going to be the third employee of the company. Oh, holy shit! That's such a fucking yeah. good place to be, though. <laughs> yeah. If it's like a good company, yeah, yeah. it has the potential Great to pan out for, for yeah. sure. Yeah. But even just getting to travel, because you know what happens when you travel in Alaska? What's there's that? fucking ice everywhere. Yeah, you there's can just go ice north all over the and place. Find more ice, <laughs> and you don't even need to worry about the rest of the job. That's right. That's right. Check. That's right. Yeah. Solved. So yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty excited, but now it's kind of hectic because I'm now starting that job on May 25th. Oh damn! I need to you know figure all that shit out. Uh, the first when I start is actually they have um, one contract in Valdez, and I'm going to start. I'm going to meet up with uh, the owner of the company there and start working with him in How Valdez for a few for? days. Uh, oh, I think it's days. like three or four days. Damn. Um, so I, a, I might officially... I might see Ted when he first gets to Valdez. It, I think it might overlap a day or two. Okay. I'm uh, I'm officially confirmed for a Valdez visit now. Yeah. I have my my yeah. dates and everything. Okay. Well, hopefully it works out. That I might swing up there for something at some point while you're there. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Come through because otherwise I'm whatever. Be, well, I'm gonna be pretty busy. But and even I'm if not, like sad. I think I'm I think I'm still just gonna buy. I'll maybe I'll buy like a plane ticket to come for uh, the theater conference weekend. Oh, okay. that'd be awesome! It'll be on the weekend. It's... I'll just have to be back for the week. Holy fuck! It's so pricey to fly from Anchorage to Valdez. Yep. Oh yeah, my it's god! It's never worth it. Oh it's my god! Never worth it. It is a forty-five minute flight, and it is four hundred and eighty dollars round trip. Jesus yep. Christ! Always com- yeah, maybe maybe I won't because I'm sure the Juno to Valdez flight is it's it's about a thousand two hundred dollars sometimes. It's for, insane. For comparison. A first class round trip flight from Did I Seattle say the job was in Juneau? That's where I'll be living now. What? Did I tell it did I say that the job was in Juneau? I don't know if you did. Okay. Yeah. You said well, you said that it, that it was in Juneau, that they were so like that's where in Juneau. I'm moving to. Oh. Yeah. That's why there's no ice. Yeah. So comparison though, round trip flight from Seattle to Seattle. Seattle to Anchorage <laughs> Seattle. and back. Free. <laughs> Four hundred and seventy dollars. First class. 
did you buy first class tickets Hello. or did you just check it no uh, I, I checked it hi welcome Camden with some te- technical difficulties, but we'll get him yeah. back. Camden, oh, the hair of the sounding board is here. I'm, yeah. So can you see me? We can, I can see a beautiful picture of you. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, still, <laughs> my uh, my camera has been cutting in and out too. So we'll we'll see That's how it weird. goes. But, All right. Killing um, it. So yeah, first class round trip from Seattle to Anchorage, same price as Anchorage to Valdez. I don't know why. It sucks. It's the worst. Yep. Yeah. That's I'm, annoying. I'm pretty displeased by it. Yeah. It's so. Yeah, so I'll do my best to make it up for that. Um, but I can't make any promises. Or well, that's reasonable. Because I'm sure well, it'll be pretty busy at this point. And, yeah, moving is always way yeah. more costly than you expect. Yeah. I think when it starts, I'm going to, like, take most of my shit down to my dad's place and like throw a lot of it in my basement and then when i move to juno i'm just going to take like a small amount of stuff and just like slowly start moving stuff there that sounds so like a good plan yeah so ted are you still en route to juno or to uh fairbanks for your second like two weeks your last two weeks uh just the last week just the I'm, last i'm week? in i'm in valdez for three weeks and like a week in fairbanks okay yeah. all right Good deal. I'm also so uh, you know how I how I was super angry, well, or disappointed, whatever you want to say, one of the two, um, that I would be missing the Argentina Bolivia soccer game because yeah. it was in. So I just got tickets to go down to San Francisco the week before the conference to see Argentina Peru, or no, Argentina Chile, which okay. is oh nice, which is. Unbelievable! It's the Argentina's the number one ranked team in the world, and Chile is number three. Nice. So That's it's going to be, be awesome. And, yeah, and they're fucking good seats too. Like nice. So I'm flying down that weekend. It's going to be the night after Hood Slam, unfortunately. Oh. Uh, yeah, I was I was kind of un, uh, unhappy about that part. But I'm flying down that weekend. I'm gonna like fucking run around San Francisco Saturday and Sunday. Uh, Sweet. M- Monday, I'm gonna go into my company's uh, office in san francisco which is like in the biggest fucking skyscraper in san oh, francisco it's that. yeah i know yeah. exactly where it is yeah uh one front street yeah that like massive one so i'm gonna work out of there uh from like eight until three thirty or something and then i'm gonna go to the game and it's gonna be rad nice uh, that sounds like a fun time, awesome yeah. i think super i have stoked. to get a real job now like you two this is fucking stupid <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah I uh, I imagine I imagine Camden's going to start making more than me very quickly. Um, he with, starts off pretty well with the uh, the engineering deal. That's okay. He can just pay for me to be handsome all the time. That's my plan. To be what? Pay for you to- handsome, handsome all the time. Oh yeah, obviously. Yeah. I'll be your trophy husband. Well, yeah. I also decided this week that Ted and I are probably going to get married. Okay. Yeah. Some yeah, point yeah. soon. Yeah. It'll just be easier. Husbando yeah, Ted. Yeah. Yeah, Spando Ted. <laughs> so, guys, I didn't do a whole lot else other than plan a lot of travel today. Yeah. Um, but what I did do was I listened to a little music. Oh, just a what? little bit. Are you sure? Just a little bit. <laughs> I feel like you're lying. <laughs> Would I do that to you? No, yes. no, 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 no. No, 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 no. Cross hey, my I, heart and I've I would a, rather not die. Sorry. <laughs> I've, got a, I've got a question about music for you. Okay. You got a pretty uh, cool-looking shirt there. What's, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, what's, what's that band about? 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Her Majesty's Secret Surfers. It's the world's first um, surf rock, spy rock fusion band. I've heard. Yeah, I've heard they're pretty obscure. They are. Pretty don't obscure. they? Don't not... they only play in coastal towns? Yeah, that's right. They only play in coastal <laughs> cities. They have to uh, surf in. It's their thing. Yeah, they they actually right. refuse gigs that aren't in coastal cities, okay. and also gigs where the waves aren't big enough. Yeah, true. Yeah, it's a big part. I mean, you need the big waves. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. need the big waves. Yeah, for uh, Her Majesty's Secret Surfers. So, what's their like sound? Are they playing when they are surfing in? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. They what's, have their the equipment? what's their sound setup like? So, so the equipment is dangled from helicopters behind them. Oh, and then they run the wire down to the uh, the the jack down to the guitars. And they use like they they have to use wired mics, right? Because a wireless mic doesn't get the sound quality that you want. So no. not only Doesn't are they look cool either. Not only yeah. are they surfing, they are kind of repelling from their uh, from their their instruments. They can, like they get extra big air because they can like climb up the mic rope. It's awesome. It's so good. Oh. Yeah, I, I assume like once they hit sand. They repel the whole way and then parachute down. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You yeah. Know, like a for, secret service. Uh, for for such a small band, they really do have amazing production values. Just like the highest budget. It's are they incredible. are they taking out some like high level criminals when they do that? Like getting down with some espionage and everything. I mean, I can't I can't really talk about that aspect. <laughs> there's a there's some whispers of a TV show based up, uh, around their uh, escapades, but okay. you know, more to come. More to come. As the uh, manager yeah. of the Secret Surfers. Uh, I I can only say so much. That sounds like the most interesting band I've ever heard of. Certainly. Life. It's pretty Certainly. good. And their shirt's yeah. all right, too. Their yeah. shirt's pretty good. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for telling me about them. <laughs> Equally rare to the actual <laughs> band is their, their show t-shirt. So if you ever like lose all, one, it's sound almost problem. as obscure as Jambe Jambe. <laughs> almost. <laughs> They're right up there with Jambe Jambe. <laughs> So oh, God, I didn't listen to either uh, Her Majesty's Secret Surfers or John Bay John Bay. This well, week. how could you? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, mean, like, right? I don't think you could. <laughs> their their first album it hasn't been released yet. They yeah, just, you know they've got the budget though. Uh, oh. What I did listen to was I listened to a little bit of uh, Ezra Furman's album Day of the Dog. Okay. Which I thought I thought I, I liked. Who that is? I didn't. You could say you, you know, thought I, you liked. I thought I liked. I have <laughs> no I changed my mind honestly, real fast. Honestly, I have no idea who that guy is because I got sent some of his tracks and I listened to them and I was like, I should get this album on my phone. So then I got the album on my phone, but I haven't listened through the whole thing yet. Um, what is? What though. were the sounds like? Oh, uh, you know, like classic rock. <laughs> I'm not one to describe music effectively, man. Oh, apparently. Um, Interesting. I, right. <laughs> No, no. I, so I, I listened to like three or four of his tracks, and they uh, they kind of hit my alt rock soul in a way yeah. that made me want to. You have check an alt rock soul. I do alt rock soul okay. down there with my de la soul. De- nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I also listened to uh, to about half of Come On and Feel the Illinois last week. Oh yeah. Um, do you really say Illinois? Is that Illinois. Like a thing? That's how he people? fucking spells it, man. He puts it. Is that on how it. you split up people in the world, Ted? People who yeah, say that and people that say Washington. Well, the, it's because he wouldn't say the state that way, but he's saying because it's the, the okay. album title. Okay. The album that's title right. is okay. spelled. That's right. I'm yeah, pretty sure that is how you say that's the album title. You're right. 
There is I, an E so on the I end of the tell. album title. So yeah, I'm just, I just... I have so much trouble saying Illinois, because I don't want someone to, like, be like, do you say Illinois? And I don't want to be, like, put with the classification of those people. That's yeah, embarrassing. You know, because so I apologize you. for my, my attack. It's okay. I forgive you. My prejudice. Um, so I listened to about half of it. You're constantly apologizing for your prejudice. It's a big issue. <laughs> at least I'm aware, and I do apologize. Yeah, at least you know that it's there. It's a good thing I don't have a southern accent, or you wouldn't even oh, be here. God, I would not be here. <laughs> so, um, what if Illinois... I had a southern accent, Ted? Would you still marry me? God damn it! Keep you your mouth are... busy with my. <sighs> Let me talk about this fucking <laughs> album. All right. So Go Illinois, <laughs> yeah. So Illinois, let's talk about it at least a little bit. You Who's, guys probably know who the uh, this. You guys album. probably know the album a little better than I do. It's Sufjan Stevens' album uh, from who? Sufjan. Okay. Oh, oh Subaru. Okay. Subaru. Yeah, Subaru. Yeah, yeah, Subaru. Yeah. Subaru Stevens, CEO of ads. Yeah, yeah. He's still he's still kicking around with that music that music thing. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> this was this was that? from this was from back in two thousand five. Oh, okay. So this was pre-age of ads. Oh, this was this before was, the ads really took yeah, over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is before he started marketing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What? So, Camden, I think you actually. <laughs> okay. I think I think you I'm actually dumb, know sorry. know a little bit more about this album than I do. Uh, I know that he was planning to do like a fifty-state album project. Yeah. Right? He he said he was. It was, it was a it was a marketing gimmick. But and he did. He, he, did, he was. This is before he was in the ads business, but he still was good at the marketing. <laughs> yeah, he's game, still, really, he was good into marketing for sure. <laughs> so he did. This was he, the. Se- so, go ahead. Yeah, no, no, okay, no. But this was like, this was, yeah, he said he was like he was like I'm going to do an album about all 50 states, which uh, at the rate that Sufjan releases albums would have taken probably 250 years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like. Um, yeah, but uh, this was the second one he did, and it was the final one he did. The other one was about Michigan. Came out I was right say, before he this. He was like, "Okay, guys, let's count." Or it was 50. two. It was two albums before Michigan. this one. Illinois. God, this is too many. Yeah. He was trying really to spell fast. Michigan. Michigan, Illinois. Yeah, I don't think there's there's probably a state that begins with. Is there a state that begins? <laughs> We're the worst. <laughs> Wait, is there a state that begins with C? Yeah, out of California. 50. California. <laughs> I was like Columbia, Connecticut, Colorado. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, I'm so man. bad. <laughs> that's really it. embarrassing. So yeah, I'm in this California. Was, <laughs> this uh, this seemed like it. It, <laughs> it kind of seemed like a. It kind of seemed like a. I don't know. It made me think of a drive-in for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why it was, but it just made me like think of a drive-in. I got about halfway through it. Uh, I think I got through Chicago. Yeah. Which is way less than halfway, actually. But I it's interesting kind of moving backwards through Sufjan's sound a little bit, because like he's clearly gone through a lot of phases. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure which of them I like which of them really stick with me more. Uh this one didn't catch me quite as hard as, as Carrie and Lowell did, or as hard as Age of Odds did. But sure. I may just need to give it more time. Make it the west rest of the. You way should through. listen to Man. Seven Swans. Seven that's Swans is most. That's like the most similar to Carrie and Lowell. Yeah, okay. if you want just pretty. Quite. I didn't say I wanted just, just pretty. God damn it! I don't. I'm just. Yeah. Well, okay, the, the second half of Come Fuel, the Illinois is uh, is uh, is honestly better as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, most of my favorite tracks are on the second half. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think. Um, 
what is that called? Um, I think Jacksonville is on that side. No, that's just, just that's really like the, the fourth song, the fifth Man, song. Hold on, I've got it right on here somewhere. Do you got it? I don't know. Give me, give me a list. What's on this album? What am uh, I giving you a list of? Let me go uh, through every favorite track on... toast. Favorite toast. Uh, not toast? burnt. Brioche. Yeah, definitely Honestly, brioche. the only toast that matters. <laughs> Bagel, frankly. Bagel. Also, yeah. I like a the album bagel. is actually just Illinois, but the uh, the, oh, the yeah, cover yeah, says. Yeah. The Illinois, excuse the me. The cover says Sufjan Stevens invites you to come on and feel the Illinois. Yeah, but the official title is just Illinois. Uh, according to everything else. Yeah. <laughs> I, agree. I mean, um, but doesn't the album cover count pretty highly here? I don't know. Oh, so the next song right after Chicago is my favorite song. Which one? Um, off the, it's Kashmir Polanski Day. Oh, yeah. Mm, which is a, an, an amazing... It was the first song by him that I got hooked on. It's so fucking sad. Okay. Um, and then the rest becomes really sort of... I don't know. It's some, pleasant. I like the whole album. Some of the There's titles of on really here are, are fantastic. John Galaxy's remix of Chicago. Huh? Is uh is one of the tracks on here around number twenty three? Uh, <laughs> Sufjan remains a no because this is this is pre this is early Sufjan. Sufjan was always a weird guy, huh? He's like a an artist. I don't know. I wouldn't call him weird. He hasn't done anything that sticks out oddly to me, frankly. I think he makes the same general movements uh, an artist that's willing to sort of evolve and find themselves or or just play with things does. Just like most of the artists we talk about. Okay. Just shut that way. Yeah, just just shut down that entire avenue. <laughs> Didn't mean of to do that. <laughs> Cold. Cold. I, I was actually so I was listening to Age of Odds uh, the other day. I was sharing it with um, a coworker, and I was talking about them. So I was just talking about how much I love Sufjan and going into it all. And I going back to the Age of Odds. It's really not that weird now that I've really gotten past assuming Sufjan only plays the banjo. Like it's it's still really big and fun and I fucking love that album, but it it doesn't strike me as weird in any way anymore. So I that's... wonder if that's just moving goalposts. Maybe, and I'm not because because I I I mean there's like there's mainstream weird. There's like mm-hmm. weird if what you listen to is is alt rock and pop and hip hop and and like uh, techno, and then there's like increasingly weird going down the rabbit hole, right? Because, like, yeah, for sure. you're right. I don't think he's he's that bizarre, and I don't think his music is that strange when you move into his sector. But he yeah. is out... I, I would say he is outside of, of, like, what I used to listen to, for sure. Yeah. I just know 18- and 19-year-old me found this, like, right in my, my little uh, niche or whatever, which wasn't a niche. It was just indie rock. Mm-hmm. It was <laughs> my no niche is indie niche. rock. Yeah, I didn't listen to anything very exciting when I was young. <laughs> I mean, don't sell indie rock short. There's a lot. There. Oh no, there's, there's a... some great shit. I'm just saying, me personally did not listen to the much. I listened to a whole lot of Incubus. Let me tell you. But yeah. that's okay, all rock. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Just... All right. Uh, I think that was all that I really had that I wanted to talk about right off. Uh, Ted, you told me you listened to a classic of hip-hop <laughs> please take it away 
You didn't drop. finish your sentence. I didn't know if you wanted me to. Yeah, there's no. been a lot of cutting off. You cut you me off all the bitter. time, but when I want you to, you're never you're never there. I only I don't... want to cut you off when I want to cut you off. Okay, I can't uh, set you up to cut me off. No, it has to can't. be natural. Yes. <laughs> okay. So you listened to. I just want to say that this sounds very. This sounds. This sounds very natural. This is really smooth. Yeah, I'm yeah. all about how natural this feels. Yeah. Um. So I, I listened to the. This the is Black like Album certified organic. Holistic just like fucking USDA shit. Grass fed. Right now. Grass fed. Natural. Free content. range. <laughs> cage free. Yep. Shit. <laughs> Wait. Did you say age free? Non GMO. Yeah. No, age free. Age free. <laughs> That's how organic it is. They'll yeah, never it's die. It's ageless. <laughs> timeless. Timeless original content. It is the earth. It is time itself. It's actually just dirt. <laughs> it's just dirt. This is just dirt. <laughs> We've gone down a, a dark, dark avenue here. This is dark? <laughs> Yeah, I feel like I this isn't. I feel, I feel like Dirt real quick kind of we're going brownish. to be saying the they're sounding board is the universe. Yeah, <laughs> backwards. <laughs> now tell me about the Black Album because that's what you listened to. Oh yeah, well I you know wasn't gonna because I didn't. I listened to it once and I was like, man, there's a lot of really fucking big songs in this. I forgot how fucking popular this album was. Um, and when you think back in like Jay Z's catalog, these are all songs that i knew when they came out and i never listened to hip-hop so yeah they were kind of huge for sure yeah, <laughs> fucking huge um and it was excellent i mean he's a phenomenal rapper and this showed really well because this is this is one of the last big albums he put out right yeah this is his, yeah. Th- that was his last that was like considered a classic for sure yeah it was it was excellent though yeah um i was gonna listen to the blueprint yeah, I heard really yeah, fucking good sure. shit about that, but mm-hmm. it wasn't. Um, I didn't pay any or spend enough time trying to find it, and mm-hmm. I was being lazy, so I didn't. But um, I'm definitely going to now because I really like a lot of what was going on on this album was just mm-hmm. right up my alley. Um, except there were definitely moments where the production was super dated. Yeah, and it totally. Was, oh, it was rough. Totally. Uh, the end of um, uh, fucking what is it? Brush your shoulders off. Mm. It just like, mm-hmm. bam, 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 and then it's like, whoa, remix for a second. And it was just so fucking <laughs> yeah. early two thousands shitty remix. It, it was in fact two thousand three. <laughs> yeah, no, I, it sounded like it. It was right at like that end era for the nineties. Um, it was, it was rough at that moment. But the rest was fucking good. He's he's really good at what he does. And then um, when I was listening to uh, fucking oh. Uh, fucking problems. Yeah. Um, mm. and so listening to it, I remember when you were listening Wait, you mean to the Black 99 problems. Yeah, whatever the fuck it's called. Fucking problems, problems is a different rap yeah. song. But no, it's I also know. quite good. <laughs> yeah, I I was wondering if I was saying that wrong. Um, so 99 problems. Um, and I remember like two or three years ago, you were telling me about this song when you realized like how fucking excellent um his what like the titling was yeah because mm-hmm. there's that point in, in 99 problems um where he's talking about getting pulled over by cops and he's like i don't got drugs on me and so you know even though you've got that dog i've got 99 problems but a bitch ain't one yeah <laughs> yep. it's, it's so about a police dog fucking <laughs> good oh man oh my god <laughs> oh i was so pumped about it yeah yep yeah um and i, I was listening to that song while i was 
driving and right when it ended i was oh man it was the funny the best part of my week i actually forgot about it until right now so i just finished 99 problems and this like fucking shiny three series bmw pulls up next to me with like a 26 year old like classic college bro and he's just like really into whatever he's listening to so i turned mine down to listen to it and I, I'm like, that sounds kind of like fucking Mumford and Sons. What's going on? And he's just like, I mean, like clapping so goddamn loudly. I'm worried his hands are going to break. And then he just starts like fucking yelling the lyrics at the top of his lungs. That guy was so in his jam. And it was so funny because it was like calm ass Mumford and Sons. Did you try to blast was, him out? I, you know, I was enjoying what he was doing too much, and it was Aww. so funny seeing how loud he was being compared to what was happening in the music, that I, I didn't want to ruin the scene at all. I hear that's, like, the standard for their shows. I hear White that... White boys yelling really loud? I hear that the, the, the shows that they put on have, like, an unbelievable amount of energy, because the people who go to see Mumford & Sons are super into Mumford & Sons. That would not surprise me. Like I've I've heard I've heard from people who are not fond of them that they enjoyed their shows quite a bit. It's fun being around people that are really just pumped. And yeah. I, I love live music. Even if it's really not very good, I'm just happy to be at live music. Um I can't say for sure that would be one I'd be pumped on, but it, it's possible. My, I was pumped about that guy being pumped though. That's my sure. uh my favorite live music story that I still tell is when Camden and I were offered meth at a Danny Brown show and ran the fuck away. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> That's appropriate. Yeah, I was like, too old for this shit. <laughs> yeah, it was that, that stocky I guess, motherfucker. I guess, and, yeah. I, oh, that's when I learned I was too old to be in the front at a Danny Brown show. <laughs> yeah, I, I like I like turned to you and I'm like I'm feeling super claustrophobic. I'm gonna go and I was like he'll probably hang out because he likes to be in the party. And you're yeah. like oh, I'm gonna come with you. No, and I was, I was like all right. I was like I'm good. Get me out of here. I'm good. Yep. Dude was fishing crystals out of a bag with his sunglasses. I knew yep. it was not my scene. That's hilarious. You know, in my memory though, I don't think I ever saw his eyes. Which leads me to believe that he had a pair of sunglasses on his face, and then another one that he was using to fish out I the drugs. Th I hope so. God, I, really I hope so. Never like, want to know the answer because yeah. I want it to be that. That's, I just hope it's that. That's that's how I remember it. Like I, when I think about that dude, he was a shorter dude, super stocky, big bushy beard, uh, sunglasses, very energetic, and sunglasses, super very. energetic. Lots of energy. Just yeah. wanted to dance. Dude wanted to dance, and he was pretty cool to hang out around. Cause, he just like, wanted he was to dance and give everyone it. meth. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yo, here's my meth. Didn't he, like, make everyone form a circle to, like, Yeah, no, no, all right, so we're in there. Oh, God, yeah, I remember right. you telling me All right, that. If, I've, if I've got to tell the story, I've got to tell the story. So okay. we're in there, and it is, it's a Danny Brown show in Chicago, and they it's are. It's pretty lit. <laughs> yeah, the crowd is fucking hyped. Like, Pitchfork is a small festival, and it was packed. Like, that entire area was packed. And, like, for 15 minutes after the start of the, sh the set time, he just had a fucking DJ out there playing songs to get the crowd pumped up. And, like, apparently Danny Brown doesn't like to come out, out to a dead crowd. So people were getting pumped up. So we were there yeah. dancing to the DJ's music. <laughs> With like that, I'm pretty sure they played and... Love Sosa like three times. Probably, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
with this stocky dude, and there were, like, some ladies there, and there was, like, a, probably another dude, and we were all, like, kind of in a circle with our backs to the rest of the crowd, holding the line a little bit. Like, not super hard holding the line, but, like, holding the line, because I'm not a small guy. I'm, like, over six feet, over 200 pounds, uh, and I was definitely over 200 pounds at that point, um, and I'm getting tossed around. So mm. it's like an ocean. It's, it's the only time I can genuinely say that about, like, the way a crowd was moving. It was like an ocean. Um, the closest I've, I've been in was Red Hot Chili Peppers at Outside Lands. Like, that crowd was moving, too. But So we're there with this dude, and Danny Brown walks out and starts fucking going. Like, dude is, is probably on something. Uh, but he's going. Yeah. Super and high energy, it, too, like... Yeah, and, and so like, the crowd explodes, like an, like mm-hmm. second wind a quarter of the way through the set, just like all the energy is back, people are getting tossed around, and this stocky motherfucker like beckons everyone closer around him and says, hey, hold the circle! <laughs> and we're like, alright, we'll hold the circle, fuck yeah, we'll have this nice little calm area in the center of us, it'll be great. And so we hold the circle... And dude fishes out a tiny little bag full of crystals. <laughs> and then he either took the sunglasses off his face, or, and I prefer to believe this is true, or took, took a out a pair second pair of sunglasses yeah. that he used to fish out the crystals. Yeah, and, crystal sunglasses. <laughs> yep, yep, his meth glasses. <laughs> and we pieced. We were like, all right, no, yep. no, there's some things that are just, like, a little too far. Um, yeah. That was it was a good time. Good show. Fun show. Wish I could have seen a little more of it. Yeah. Well, didn't you, I I hung out on the outskirts of it, didn't you? Yeah, I I did. But, you know, the out I I I like the outskirts, but when I'm super excited, I want to be in the crowd. Yeah. yeah. Like you we I should have stayed. Why don't we just leave the circle? Just should have done meth, really. Let's talk yeah. about what you should have done. Do you really want a Danny Brown concert? Come on. So, so the other that was one of my first moments at a concert where I started feeling like an old guy, though, because I was like, eh, "These kids these days doing crazy stuff." <laughs> I don't know. You were like fucking. I don't know what? about this. Twenty one. Huh? You were you were twenty one or twenty two? I was twenty two. Twenty two. Yeah. Okay. Uh, can can I tell the other part of the Danny Brown story when we tried to add him on Snapchat? Our like dirty underhanded method for trying to do that. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Can we talk we about totally that? We totally talked sure. about that one. Yeah, okay. We, I thought we had. All right, know. so just to bring it full circle, Danny Brown has Snapchat. Uh, I don't have his username on hand, but you can find it. The thing about Danny Brown's Snapchat is that he only likes snaps to hot ladies. <laughs> and neither Camden nor I are a hot lady. Yeah. We can try, but... Uh, uh, you, Camden's I, pretty close. Yeah. Camden's got, the, got hair. the hair. Yeah. Camden's got the hair. I, I don't got anything. Um, but... We were there with Camden's sister, who at this point was under 21. I'm pretty sure she was under 21. Uh, I don't think so. No, I think she was 21 at this point. Okay, she might have been 21. So we told her to make a heart with her hands. We took a picture of her, and we then pretended to be her and Snapchatted it to Danny Brown, hoping that he would add us back. Yeah, but nothing happened, so it's not even a good story. Yeah, well, I mean... He didn't think we were hot enough, apparently. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's a good festival. Good Show. story. Yeah. Glad, <laughs> glad we shared that. <laughs> and then I found uh, like 
Probably a, a hot bag dog. Of Met. Definitely not. Yeah, with my bag of meth. Yeah, yeah. He ended up dropping it. So yeah, we, just, so we, yeah. Took we it. went and scooped mm-hmm. it after this set was over. <laughs> oh <laughs> man. Yep. Camden. Hey. Did you listen to anything that you want to talk about? Uh, not really. <laughs> I listen to music I like. Yeah, I listen you went to for a lot the of music. Food? Huh? Yeah, you went for the comfort food. Yep, all familiar sometimes, stuff. Sometimes gotta you gotta love you. finals well, week, comfort yeah. food week for yeah, music. Yeah, so I mean, finals week isn't even. This is finals week right now, and it's not even a big deal for me because I only have two finals. Last week oh, was the busy okay, one. Okay. Yeah, all but, your uh, projects and shit. Yeah, makes sense. So yeah, so I don't really have anything. New well, to mention. Give us give us some insight on what your comfort feud food feud your comfort feud your comfort food comfort music food? is. No, I'll just tell you about other things. Uh, okay, sure. <laughs> Why not? Uh, we had a band called Hikes come up and play in Fairbanks. They did a couple shows here. Uh, we, they played at the pub on Friday. They're like a. They're from Austin. They're sort of like a math rock emo band. Um, really. Really energetic and uh, really fun to watch. Um, really good performers too. Uh, nice. You set... guys did a takeout too, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, uh, I actually nice. skipped the takeout to play Beersby in my yard. Oh goddamn, that sounds way better. <laughs> Beersby. Well, I, had, I was already seeing them twice. Yeah, that's uh, especially at, at other very small shows. So it wasn't like, oh, this is going to be even more intimate. intimate. Like it's going to be, <laughs> you know, twenty less people. <laughs> um, yeah, so they played at the pub. I uh, went to that, and then they played at Babe House on Saturday. Had a sweet prom themed party at Babe House. That was pretty fun. That'd be fantastic. Did a lot of booty shaking, as always happens at the Babe House. Yep, yep. Babe House is built on booty shaking. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that would was you say good. they twerk it to work it? Yes, I would say okay. that. I forgot. Right. I forgot to dance on the piano this time. Ah, yeah. man, I still have never gotten a dance on the piano. Because the just, one time we were thinking about it, we were too drunk, and I was like, I cannot stand well enough to dance on that piano. Yeah, I would just be afraid I'd break it or die. Yeah, a lot yeah. of people dance on that piano. A lot. That's I a, I haven't. I want to know if anyone's ever fallen off of it, as I haven't seen. I'm sure there has to have been there, the number of people. There have to have been, yeah. Yeah, because there's usually there's always piano. like three people dancing on top of it, and they're like cycling out. Yeah, so it's kind of like be. rotating. Do, is really there like a, most of them a, are very high? Is there very a list? <laughs> is there a line that you can sign up for, or is it just, just kind of hang out around it? No, you like pull on. one person down. Yeah, you start grabbing them. Oh, yeah. so it's yeah. like shake them a little bit. Okay. Like get off there, you scamp. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's why you really yeah get out of here. It's my spot. Give me more piano. Yeah, I forgot. I forgot to dance on the piano though. Fucked up. I've got to. I've got to get on that piano. Yeah, I don't know when the next time I'll be in Fairbanks is. Now that you don't live there any, or you won't live there anymore. I won't. Yeah, my days are numbered. That's weird, man. Yeah, uh, era ending. Yeah, Fairbanks. uh, No, but anyways, the the point is, hikes is pretty badass, and you check them out. Yeah, you're talking about them. Small band from Austin. They they have like one album and one EP. Uh, Yeah. Nice. So they're yeah, they're I, friends with some of the local bands here. So so they got them to come up and play. Yeah, my really my phone stuff. was blown up with updates about hikes coming to Fairbanks. And yeah. Like, oh, I guess I just won't go to this. It was pretty. It was a pretty big thing. Like, like, uh, like I've seen Babe House crowded before, but it was like really crowded. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Nice. I'm glad they were able to like pump that up. They had a whole thing set up outside, like there was a stage in the back, but uh, I don't th- I I don't know if they've done that before. Like so that's the first time I've seen that. But uh, it it sounded like the sound wasn't as well set up. Like they had this band play out there, and you couldn't really hear the vocals, and they had oh, to, okay. and they had to play quieter because it was like outdoors. Yeah, um, that's yeah, that's kind of unfortunate. Yeah. But they had so many people, they probably didn't really have much of it. Yeah, exactly. Like, they had a bunch of people, like, a bunch of people out back, and it was just, like, packed inside, as always. Uh, Nice. Yeah, it was super fun, though. Always a blast there. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I didn't didn't fucking listen or do anything or do anything this week. Very good for conversation. Yeah, nailed it. Well, let's talk about something that is good for conversation. Our album of the week this week. Ted, you picked this. I did. Wait, you picked this? I know. I tried to trick you into thinking it was I someone else. I thought I picked it. <laughs> I, I tried to trick you into thinking it was you, but yeah. it was it was Inception. Oh, you got incepted. Oh. Gross. I snuck up on you in your sleep. You incepted me. I incepted you. <laughs> you incepted me. this album. I, yeah, I incepted you. That's <laughs> that's the actual verb that we're gonna use. Um, yeah, I picked the album this week. It is Colin Stetson's New History Warfare Volume 3. Um, and it's, as you know, obviously it's the third volume in his New History Warfare series. Um, this album came out 2013. Uh, it was introduced to me uh, when Kevin and I were doing our radio show, The Mint, where we were playing new music, uh, shit that came out like within three weeks or so of what Is that we the, were uh, doing? The best radio show ever on KSU. Pretty KSUA? sure the best radio show ever on KSUA. Yeah. Like I, I feel like I've had uh, had reviews a lot of have stated reviews have Pitchfork declared. Only gave us an eight, but I'm pretty sure they were paid to give us something that low. Yeah, we we paid them. <laughs> yeah, we paid them. <laughs> you got to keep us the on the down low. If if people find out about us, we won't be ending anymore. We'll yeah. At first, yeah. at first they were like, we don't really review radio programs. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, here's twenty dollars. Yeah. And they're like, like, oh goody, oh, <laughs> sweet, that's awesome, thanks. Here's an eight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So we were. We you got to pay forty for best new music. Yeah, that's how yeah. you do it. That's forty. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I would have thought that show, show would be a shoo in for best new music. That's all it is. It, it, is, is. it, it was, yeah, it was, it was just the exactly best new music. That. That's 100% what it was. You're right. <laughs> At, why did we only get an eight? Yeah, those guys stupid. are assholes. Fuck Pitchfork. <laughs> <laughs> Our primary um, competitors. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it is, for sure. Um, so, Camden introduced this album to me via. Um, because it came out a little before we started the show, and it was on our top... It was actually just Camden's top 50 list. But, you know, I got to listen to it and talk about it at the same time. Um, and so it's... It, we had one song represent each of the top 50 albums of the year, uh, and from this album we had one of the middle songs, Brute. Uh, uh, oh, which that is song. a perfect song to represent this album, I think. it's it's. We'll get into it, but it um, from hearing that song, it was kind of like the first time I'd heard anything like that or like this um, with a saxophone. Because Colin Setson's mainly known for his um, his wind instrument playing abilities, um, and this album is entirely saxophone. Um, so that was a fucking life changing moment. I was like, oh, this is really cool. And then after a little while, I pretty much only listened to Brute. 
because it was on a playlist I had and it was really convenient. And then, like, months later, I think, actually, like, the end of next semester, we were um, both laying in the... Uh, the the living room post coital obviously yeah um doing doing our finals work and we were just trying to throw on music um and I don't remember how we ended up on this but we put uh, a live recording of Colin Stetson playing for an NPR concert or something is that a part of and, me a part of you yeah and that's when so it or was a part of me apart three, from you, whatever it is. Uh, yeah it's a part of me apart from you so uh, there were three or four songs and then the third song and I was really enjoying it um. You know, it's this this kind of really built guy holding this massive because he plays a yeah. A Colin Stetson is kind of jacked. Which is a five. Yeah, he's so <laughs> fucking big from holding that big ass saxophone. Yeah, but he's got like the biggest goddamn arms. Yeah. Um Yeah, so he's it's just kind of he looks really short because he's holding this big saxophone. I have no idea how tall he actually mm-hmm. is now that I'm thinking about it. Um, but it's just this guy holding this massive saxophone. And so the third or fourth song starts and, um, like I, it, it starts really sort of similar to the rest of the album. And then he starts doing this humming thing and I'm going to get into it, but like I couldn't do homework anymore cause I was just glued to the TV cause we had it just running on the TV and it was, it's a whole fucking thing. So from then on, I've listened to this album pretty religiously. I'm a huge fan. I think it's a fantastic album. Um, and since the, he put out uh, an album with Sarah Neufeld um, this past year called... Uh, oh, man. What is Never Were the, the Way, way She Was. Thank you. Was. Never Wash a Wash a Washer. Um, <laughs> never Were the never, Way She Was. Never Wash in Washington. Never Wash in Washington. <laughs> uh, and Josh had his... his Colin Stetson sort of moment. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it wasn't only Colin Stetson, but so he was really excited about it. So I sure trying to was. Tell him mm. to listen to this album for a while. So we, I figured, you know what? We're just gonna go for it. I'm just gonna force him to, because that's why we have this podcast yep. to force to each other force to people to listen to music. Listen to music. <laughs> I want you to like this. Please yes, listen. I've been trying to get you to listen for three years. <laughs> You've been trying to get me to listen to this album for like two and a half weeks. Yeah, not for a very long, longer than that, but not for a very long time. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, other than that, Colin Setson, he's an outstanding musician. He's played with, like, a massive list of artists everyone knows. You've got, uh, Bon Iver, you have Tom Waits, uh, we talked about him when we That did... motherfucker is on this album a few times. Oh, is oh, he? I thought you said Tom Waits, so I was like, no, no he is oh, not. Just, Justin <laughs> Vernon. Yeah, Justin Vernon is. Yeah. Oh, um, okay. But we'll get into that. Um... He was on Dear Science, which we did a couple yeah. months back. Really? He's on, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about it and everything. I forgot all about that. Yep, yep. <laughs> uh, he was on one of the tracks I really liked, and I was like, I wonder if that's why I like that track. Uh, he does the sax solo in Hot Dreams, which mm-hmm. is the... Which makes... Which turned that song into a 10 out of 10. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> it's a good song, but as soon as that... Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah. I get so buttery every time it starts. He's been on the last three Arcade Fire albums. Yep, he's a huge proponent for the Arcade Fire yeah. group. Like they're they're besties. Um, so he's a fucking huge artist. Secretly, like he's just kind yeah. of on the undercurrent for all of like these massive yeah, indie he- rock bands. Um, yeah, so he keeps busy as a session musician for playing on other people's mm-hmm. albums for sure. 
which I think is totally a good way to do it because mm-hmm. then he's not annoyingly famous, but he probably gets all the money. Um, yeah, so this album, it was produced by Ben Frost, big production guy. I don't know anything about him, but he's a big name producing-wise. Yeah, he's, he's good. Yeah. He's good. <laughs> he's good. You know, he's all right. He's okay. Um, <laughs> the whole album is uh, just live tracks. The Like, there's... There's a little mixing, but the only dubbing of any sort is Justin Vernon's um, few tracks sprinkled in. The rest is all just mics he has placed around the room and on yeah. himself. Um, Which is what he's he... done with every album in this series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. this series is, is the first, like, solo work he's done. Um, and he's got, so he's got basically microphones hanging from the ceiling microphones all over the saxophone yeah. in the saxophone against his throat to give that sort of you'll hear that just that sort yeah. of breathing sound like that's he's really fascinating. that's really cool it is he's really built his soundscape but um <clears throat> that's why when you listen to it you can hear the percussive sounds of just the the uh just the valves the, opening and closing the valves yeah. just do, 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 do. Mm-hmm. and brute specifically you just hear that sort of yeah they're really heavy on that one which is appropriately named Brute. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so this is, I mean, this is, this is I had him. a question. A, is that Justin yeah. Vernon doing the, fu- doing the fucking grunting on Brute or whatever? No, is? I, I it, really don't think it is. I think it's him. Okay. Um, I wasn't sure because. Let me see. I can look it up. I, I can yeah. try and look it up. I didn't, I didn't, yeah. If I was going to choose between one of them, I would think it would be. It would be pretty funny obsessive. if it was him. Because I've never heard Justin Vernon do anything like that. That'd be really interesting. Yeah. Um, I know Vernon was supposed to have helped with uh, four separate tracks on here. Yeah, the um, ones. I mean, the ones that he's on are pretty obvious. Mm-hmm. I guess, yeah, like I think it's good. all the the pretty sort of I don't know <clears throat> heavenly little Justin Vernon voice. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't think that was him grunting. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I guess realistically it. Maybe it was because I don't think he can make that sound while playing the sax. Yeah. But then again, I couldn't imagine him making these sounds while playing the sax that he's making already. So he could yeah. easily be doing it. Well, he does all the different, like we were talking about, all the different vocal things, like where he's hum- yeah. humming or singing through the saxophone while he's playing. Um, yeah. There, um, there's like multiphonics and overblowing. Um, yeah. He's got incredible incredible pair of lungs yeah. um, for circular breathing. That motherfucker can take a like solid breath and keep it going for a long time. Well, yeah, look at um, something like the title track, which is 15 mm-hmm. minutes. Of... It's 15 minutes of a single like run. <laughs> yeah. This is all, as I said, like live recorded, mm-hmm. so it's not... There's not really spliced much. I th- And I was reading... Um, basically, they did 13 live recordings and ben frost sort of took the pieces from those and built the songs okay so but just like cut the ends and the beginning and sort of tightened it up Mm -hmm. up the sound and everything but um yeah so that's that's the album uh it was well like well received um i had a really excellent um quote uh from spins richard gear uh so he was i thought he just described it really well um that he described this album as densely multiphonic, often claustrophobic, and reeks of fear and flight. Um, but it refers often to a slight sense of salvation. Mm. So there's just like a lot of sort of emotional movement in this album yeah. for me. 
I'm, I was very, very emotionally attached to yeah. everything that was happening. I think a lot of his music, especially on this one, is like intensely emotional, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, it's super strange, because yeah. it is, by and large, lyricless. Like, not exclusively, but by yeah, and yeah. large, lyricless. It's, uh, he makes a saxophone... I think when a lot of people think of a saxophone, they think of something... Like, they think of a kind of cheesy instrument. Like, a lot of people yeah. aren't down with the sax. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't want to get saxy, is what I'm trying to say. And I did catch on to that. <laughs> and um, it's fascinating because I think he uses a saxophone a way that you don't often hear, right? Like, he yeah, can do yeah. a, a hell of a sax solo on a guest track, but when he does this, when he does, uh, when he did Never Were the Way She Was, it was. Yeah, like for his me, personal style is super unique. Yeah, for mm-hmm, me it was sure. a saxophone as as I'd never heard it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I yeah. would never describe a saxophone as a bleak or oppressive instrument, mm-hmm. except mm-hmm. in his work. Like, that's yeah. the only time where I'm like, holy fuck, dude. Like, yeah. wow. You gotta listen yeah. to some more free jazz. <laughs> I was gonna say, there's a lot of free jazz that goes into this sort of thing. Yeah. His is pretty distinct in some ways, but there are definitely other artists associated with this sort of. Yeah, uh, I, th- yeah I think I think style I think jazz. his style is pretty unique because he has it, a particular thing he does. Like he kind of has a thing he does, and he does really well. Where mm-hmm. he's doing, um, and it's like it has a few aspects. Like one of the biggest aspects of it is how he records. His yeah, that's a huge everything. part of it. But like beyond that, he has like extreme sonic control so he can get like all kinds of harmonics like out of that sound that you don't usually hear perfect harmonics too Um, crystal so just like yeah the sounds that are coming out are just like really deep and rich usually Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. and that's like in part because of how it's recorded and in part because of you know how he's playing it obviously Uh, and he does this thing where like yeah he's always doing the continuous breathing and he's just playing like these like rapid arpeggios like mm-hmm. over and over and over again they're just like very droney chain, but yeah. they're just like constantly going mm-hmm. um, and then i'll do stuff like where he'll just uh do notes where he's just like blowing them out and you know mm-hmm. taking it from like the quiet just like base of the note and then just like expanding it to where it's like it sounds A like it's gonna fucking like rip the saxophone in half <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. so, there's totally points in this album that um <laughs> Uh, like I, I constantly feel like the sex one's about to actually just rip in half. Yeah, it sounds like, like he's gonna it, break it's that it. sort of terrifying <laughs> driving moment. Every time I hear it, it reminds me of um, in fucking old silent films like Metropolis and whatnot. Anytime you see like cogs going and it's like a stressful mm-hmm. moment, like oh no, what are we gonna yeah. do? Um, it just always gives me that sort of like stress, and I just constantly see like cogs running too hard, mm-hmm. saxophones exploding. Yeah, yeah it sounds great. like he's like just pushing it to its limits basically yeah and it's incredible because like apparently his live shows are just as outstanding Mm -hmm. if not more because you're when you listen to the album you you know it sounds cool but you you kind of assume it's been built yeah there's more like mixing production Mm -hmm. stuff going on yeah but when you like see him on stage doing all these things it's apparently just yeah outstanding yeah the videos alone are pretty yeah no it's it's definitely worth looking up some of the videos of him performing uh Mm -hmm. I just posted one on Facebook today. If you guys want to watch. Oh, it. did you? Yeah. Oh, uh, I haven't. I'll have to look at that and watch yeah. it, and then get all. It's uh, one of them. It's him playing "Part of Me, Apart from You," not the one that we saw, but a different performance of that. And then uh, "Among the Seth." Oh, I saw nice. you post that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. 
Awesome. Yeah. So, what are your what are your thoughts? Let's get into that. Mine? Yeah. Uh, either. Oh, Any, jo- let's do Josh because okay. I'm pretty Josh. I'm pretty sure it's clear what I think of this. Yeah. <laughs> Let, let's start with me then. Um. So. I find, I I'm kind of torn because on one half, like on on one half of my my opinion, uh, I find the shit he does with a saxophone incredible. Like it's super unique. It's super cool. On the other hand, like, I'm not always into listening to a Bleak album. And there are high points and low points through this. And, like, there are points where I get caught by that. And there are points, like, like I think uh, Brute is a great example. Because the first time I heard that, uh, I was super, super impressed by it. It stood out to me. Um mm-hmm. And then there are points where what I want is sort of the opposite end, and and that's there too, right? Like we haven't mentioned uh, mentioned uh, what's the track? Um, what are they drinking in heaven? Something. What like are they that. doing in heaven? What are they doing in heaven? What are they doing in heaven tonight? Which I thought was fantastic and was so different from anything else that was yeah. on the album. So that's that's was, a cover of like an old blues standard yeah no it's, uh, yeah it, gospel it, yeah, it gospel, sounds yeah. like a gospel and, it, and it, it stayed very faithful to that um yeah but in terms of pacing it provided me sort of the emotional break that i needed um which is a weird thing to say about an old gospel blues track mm-hmm. uh, before going into into like the last couple songs mm-hmm. um so i liked that a whole lot and and I liked what what he was doing. I I thought like like I've said. I think he's super creative. I think his sound is incredibly unique. Uh, I don't know that it's something that I'm gonna seek out as frequently as you guys do, but that has more to do with like me not really going to soundscape style albums lately. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, this I went, is definitely so I, a soundscape style album. One hundred percent. So so I went running today. And I mm-hmm. wanted to listen through the album one more time, so I listened to it while I went for a run, forty minute run, so uh, not quite long enough to finish yeah. it. But it was you got most of it. In. I got yeah, most you got of it. Damn in. close. I got most of it in, but uh, it was in the middle of uh, either the second track or the third, <laughs> where like the song kind of faded out for a second and gave me a couple tones, just like mm-hmm. a like a Mm -hmm. and I was like well that's weird that doesn't sound like anything that's going on in this track but I guess it's not out of place and it wasn't until I looked at my phone like 15 minutes later that I realized it was a fucking amber alert (laughs) (laughs) I love when that shit happens you're like oh okay you're like, oh, this is a really good shoegaze song. Oh no, someone's just vacuuming near me. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I fucking I love when that yeah. is so. And then like any point in this album where there's any kind of like rest at all, I'm like, whoa, what? <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> it's, well, huh? it's so it's like so continuous. Yeah. yeah, 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 and um, and like thematically, it's very consistent. It, yeah. Well, it, it it evolves. Like there aren't very many hard breaks in this album. Like emotionally, it it rolls, right? Yeah, it doesn't turn. It it it, it continues. Yeah, it continues. Like it it has a progression to it that I think is really well done, and that like I think is part of in a lot of cases what a good album should be. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's a, yeah. Oh, thematically, I don't know if we talked about the the narrative behind the new history series. We didn't. Oh, uh, we didn't. No. Um, so it's 
It's a, the first one is basically a story of people who've been living at sea for generations, so it's all they know. Um, the second one is they come across land, and then the third one is basically a, a war album. Um, it's, uh, the quote is, finding your way to the shining beacon on the mountaintop, it deals with death and love. Hmm. Um, and that's the big part of this yeah. album. That's like the moments it's constantly running through. Yeah, no, and, and, and it feels it. Like, it's a bleak album. I had a moment at the very end of my run. I was uh, I was in the middle of... I think I was in the middle of To See More Light. Mm. And man... Are you part you know of the part where it... Because that, that part is the first half where it's just like the really chaotic arpeggios, and then it has like the break where it's just like that lumbering, huge yeah. sound. Yeah. So, so you know so how like, when you're running and you're at the end of a 40-plus minute run and you're going up a big fucking hill and you, you're just like, man, I don't know if I'm going to make it to the top of this hill. Yeah. It's, it's really great that my music is encouraging me. Uh-huh. This was not encouraging. <laughs> yeah, I could see that totally not being encouraging. Gosh, you're not going to make it. Yeah, I was like, no. It's all going to come crashing down. thousand feet. Um, I, you're I, not going to find the shining beacon on top of the mountain. No. Yeah, yeah, I felt it, man. As I was like lumbering up that hill, like <sighs> it was a close thing. Yeah. But no, um, overall, I like I like it a lot. Like it's one of those albums where. I like what's going on, and I, like I, I have to make a decision to put aside my like. I'm still not the the sort of person who naturally is drawn to super discordant music, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it's something that I can put aside to appreciate an album like this, and I, I'm glad that that's something I can do because I think it's super cool, and I think the uh, the last four tracks in particular worked super super well for me. Yeah, good. I'm glad. So those were the the big ones for you, the last four? Yeah, the last four, uh, Brute, I liked a whole lot, and um, I think Hunted was another one that I liked Yeah, Hunted's great. Hunted's a great one. Yeah. Nice. Well, what about you, uh, you, Seabear? Yeah, I obviously love this album. Um, Yeah, I think the title track of this album is, like, one of the best things he's ever done uh, Mm. for me. Just, like... It, it kind of like encapsulates everything about his sound that's interesting uh, for me, and it's like he does it in such like an expansive track like that, where he has just like those first seven minutes where he's going through all those arpeggios and they're just like slowly morphing and getting, uh, I don't know. There's just like so much yeah, more uh, emotion that's breaking through each time he does one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like that. That part is just intense. I don't know, and like the rest of it's intense too, but. Yeah, it's, it's it's a great it's display crazy. of skill, and yeah. it really pushes yeah. the narrative super well. So yeah. it's, it's hard. That's what I was gonna say. He's one of those way. musicians where, because like a lot of times, not always, but uh, when you have musicians who are like really highly technically skilled, uh, mm-hmm. you can kind of like lose. Sometimes you can kind of like lose a little bit of um, pleasure like, in yeah, listening. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you can lose a little bit of that like emotional connection. It starts to sound like a little. Uh, technical, I don't know, like some, too too technical, a little heard. wanky, like maybe like yeah. a little too academic to be like emotionally resonant. But 
Do you have something against math rock, bro? No, I don't have anything against that. I'm not saying no. I'm saying like that doesn't happen all the time. I'm saying that, but that can yeah. happen, you know. And I don't. Yeah, have no, I, I tease. Yeah. I tease. Um, and he's. I think he definitely does a good job of combining that like insane technical skill with uh, just with a lot of incredibly emotionally driven. Yeah. it's it's resonant. Track. Totally. Like, it's, yeah, it, it's resonant. It it totally. You feel this music. Like at no yeah. point are you like. Uh, there are there are points where you're like, damn, he did that with a saxophone, but you mm. don't have to be like that. Like that's yeah. not why you're listening. Or you can also just be like, wow, that sounds amazing. That's making yeah, me feel shit. all kinds of things. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Although, oh man. So so one thing I didn't address at all um, that I do want to mention. I was mm-hmm. totally surprised going into this after having her never was the way she was, never were the way she was, because I didn't expect it to be anywhere near this dark. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Never yeah, the way she was is a pretty bright album. Yeah, it's got I mean, dark it's moments, but definitely it's definitely bright. not as bleak as this album. <laughs> I really, I forget. A lot of the music I listen to is really bleak. Like I, I don't think about it at all. It doesn't strike me as bleak, and yeah. I share it with other people. And I've had a lot of people actually like stop and like, "Hey, how are you okay?" Yeah. Like, yeah. What do you mean? I was like, "Well, you know, you've been listening to a lot of dark music lately." I'm like, "Oh." I don't no, know. that's I, just, just good. Yeah, like personally, I find a lot of music with this sort of tone to be really inspiring. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's totally. I, like I, I uh, get so inspired, like drawn into it and yeah. fucking touched by it. Yeah, it's it's so wonderful. Um, did I tell you I shared this with Lita last year? Oh, really? I was like, oh, y'all listen to this, and I gave her like the whole breakthrough of like my my feelings and how much I fucking love this album and a part of me apart from did you, she I not like that it? Whole spiel. She hated it. Uh. She could. She listened to the whole thing. She yeah. was so great because she tried, but she hated it, and I was so upset oh, that I I lashed out a little bit. I was like, how could you hate it? And I was I was unreasonable and I felt bad. I I just love this album so much and i was so sad that she didn't um it was really funny um yeah well i'm I'm glad you both like it i'm sorry that you still can't like um just like get into soundscapes the same way that i can um but i'm happy you're able to still listen to them and, and appreciate them and yeah sort of desire I think to see it, more of them so so i think it's discordant sounds oh the discordant sounds yeah i think that really yeah because well. i can totally get into soundscapes but like I like nice harmonies a lot of the time, and sometimes like screechy things don't sit well with my ears. And like, I can appreciate them more on an emotional level and like the the message they send that way than I can mm-hmm. an acoustic level, I guess. Yeah, that makes sense. I have sensitive ears. Okay, <laughs> that can't handle them. That's what it is. Yeah, can't handle the uh, harshness. <laughs> yeah, this is definitely a harsher sort harshness. Of thing. Um, so then to to go back to something I sort of played up earlier um, when I was first, or I guess second time really, um, when we were sitting doing homework and uh, we were lo- watching the sort of the live track from his NPR concert, and a part of me, apart from you, started. It's the the final track in this album, um, the most emotional track. I have ever heard in my life as far as I'm concerned like the amount of emotion I I feel and and like hear when I'm listening to this song is so overwhelming um it's more than like any other thing I've ever heard and I cannot like stress enough how much I love that track mm-hmm. um and I 
it I don't know it it brings to mind so many different visuals and so many I don't know anytime I'm listening to it because if you haven't heard the track I mean it it's got that sort of same general pacing as the rest of the album and he does that um, the the multiphonic humming mm-hmm. while he's still playing mm-hmm. um, and at first it's sort of I don't know pleasant harmonic. Um, but then as he goes, it starts getting sort of more strenuous and more pressed. And it, at like, uh, it goes back and it comes back in like a final wave. And it's just so loud, um, and so, so sad and heart wrenching. And it's like a, a final yell. It's like a death yell. Or I, I don't even know what to compare it to, but I'm just so, um, I, I fucking emotional every time I hear it. I can't help but close my eyes. Um, the third or fourth time I heard it, actually, uh, to compare it to something, um, it reminded me, uh, I think he might have mentioned this in another, because I've watched a bunch of different um, recordings of him playing this live, because I'm so into this song. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was talking about a friend of his comparing it to, do you, do you guys know the story of the the world's loneliest whale, that gray whale. Um, oh yeah, that that, that sings at a different frequency than all the other yeah, whales. Yeah, at a super like a sixty-four hertz or something, just an incredibly low voice, so it can hear all the other whales, but they can't hear it, mm-hmm. um, and they can't really see it. Basically, so it's just this um, really lonely whale that just hangs out by itself and leads a very tragic life. Um, and he was talking about a friend who compared this song to that. Um, that sort of, that yell, that sort of, I don't know, eerie yelling sound that sort of carries through, um, being like the whale song mm-hmm. throughout the rest of this, the, the track. And it's just, I don't know. I can never get this. It's like under my skin. It's so incredible to me. And I don't know. I haven't met anyone else who's as into this song as me, <laughs> but I just fucking love this song. Yeah. And it's such a perfect That's one of my favorite ones on the album. Me, but I'm glad. I think the one that connects with me the most is the title track for sure. Yeah, um, which is also an excellent track. Yeah. certainly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Did you have any feelings about "Part of Me" apart from you, Josh? No, is okay. So no, I uh, I listened to it right before we started recording, and I liked it a lot. Like it, it was like it was kind of soothing in a really interesting way, and I liked the way that it built throughout. Um, I didn't resonate with me as much as it did with you but i thought it was a really a really good track that's fair yeah. no worries i would say definitely check it out again until you love it because i want everyone to love this song go, okay so i can All talk right. about it go check out one of the live performances of it yeah that honestly the video that i live. posted today that was a pretty good one okay yeah, yeah I'll i don't know if it was out. quite as good as the one we first saw i can but, uh, i can check that it was out. really it was really well filmed um and they had a they had yeah. another one with the same like at the same session where he recorded like a few live versions of a few more tracks of this album. Um, nice. Yeah, I'm gonna check it out. Yeah, I'm pumped about that. Yeah. I fucking I love this album so much. Um, well, yeah. Did you have any more closing thoughts or anything? Uh, yeah, I didn't mm-hmm. care for it. No, oh, yeah, zero. Uh, I give it a ten. Zero. 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 Yeah, ten out of ten. Give it a ten. Ten out of ten. Get this album out of here. <laughs> hey, no, it's out of here. We're never going to talk about it again. Boom! It's dead. <laughs> it's gone. Um, I'm glad that uh, that you you brought it up 
because I, I had it on my list and I had it downloaded, but I had I hadn't listened to it yet. So I'm glad that I I got to. Uh, guys, there's news. Is there? Did someone else die? Sort of. <laughs> no dead people. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, Radiohead, well-known band, young up-and-comer, Tom yeah. York of Radiohead fame. Radiohead of Radiohead fame. Um, <laughs> so a couple hours ago, or, well, a couple days ago now, uh, <laughs> well, there's something else that happened more recently, so we're getting oh, okay. to that. Okay. That makes more sense. <laughs> they erased their entire online presence. Yeah. Their website is just a blank white page now. I've mm-hmm. tried to like to to like find my way around to other pages just thinking they maybe wiped out the uh, main page. Now it's the whole thing. <laughs> it's all gone. Uh all of their Twitter profiles are empty. Their Facebook page is gone. Tom York's Twitter profile is deleted. As far as the internet is concerned, Radiohead does not exist. Except, about 45 minutes ago, they posted an Instagram link to a video of a weird little claymation bird thing. And I haven't watched it yet because we've been recording. But, uh... So that... And, I left this part out, they sent out a really creepy flyer to to Radiohead fans. Like, mm. a weird little thing that was like, burn the witch, we know where you live. Yeah. No, it, it was it was sing a song of pen, sixpence, burn the witch, we know where you live. Mm-hmm. Oh. And then their entire... Radio. Man, they always it, go all out with the marketing for a new album. They're so fucking... <laughs> they do, so... Silly about it, I love yeah. We Basically, people are taking this to be a pretty clear indicator that they've got an album coming out yeah, real soon. Yeah, it's pretty clear. <laughs> they they also started a new uh, a new company recently, which is another thing they've done for their like last two albums. So, it sounds like we're going to be having something. From Radio Wait, Red. new company? Wait, what do you mean new company? They like found an LLC, typically before they what release albums. Uh, let me see. If oh, I... they release the album underneath the LLC to keep it. I think so. Let me see if I can find the okay. name of it. Uh... No, is okay if that's all it is. Yeah, hasn't everything since In Rainbows been an independent release? Yeah, I'm pretty sure In Rainbows was the first, um, and then it's continued underneath that sort of yeah. Uh, style. Yeah, but I think they've they've created their their own like little company to uh, yeah. to do those launches. Uh, hold on, man. Talking about in rainbows, have we ever talked about how much I love that album? That's a great album. No, I that is a really fucking, good album. Uh, that was my first Radiohead album. It was a uh, Reckoner. Okay, here was, here oh, it is. Uh, song is so so in October, they created a new company called Dawn Chorus LLP. So people started getting suspicious about a uh, a new album then, but now with their weird shit going on in on the internet, they're pretty sure that uh, that something's happening. Especially with this video that apparently just went up like under an hour ago. Yeah, I love relatively free marketing. Mm. So handy. <laughs> yeah. Well. So awesome. I'm pumped. I don't know about you guys. Uh, apparently, it's like five seconds of. Uh, of bird noises. Yeah, no, I'm okay. I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, yeah, I wasn't crazy about King of Limbs, but that's been five years. So I like King of Limbs. I thought it was, I thought it was okay. I just it's thought not it was, amazing. I thought it was just kind of like 
not up to par of like most of their albums. Yeah. No, there's a couple really solid songs on there, but yeah, all their other albums are pretty much gold. Yeah. So 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 guys, uh, the company was Dawn Chorus LLC, um, and as it turns out, an hour ago was six a.m. in the UK. Okay. And they posted a short video of birds chirping. So it all bird chorus. It all ties back into dawn and (laughs) Illuminati. They're Illuminati. Yeah, (laughs) practical. Illuminous. They're they're getting weird, and I'm excited about it. I like it when bands do weird dumb shit like this. This is great. So that's the news I've got. Uh, oh wait, wait! I've got news. What? What? Shut up, Ted. I mean, I I sort of have news. I know Beyonce did a thing this week. I'm surprised you didn't bring it up. What did Beyonce do this week? Uh, she released a, a movie music video. Essentially, didn't we talk about that last yeah, week? Yeah, we talked about that did last week. We talk week? about Lemonade. Lemonade. Yeah. Yeah. Lemonade. Illuminous. Oh yeah. We talked we about that last, last week. week too, didn't we? <laughs> All right. Well, a lot of people have been talking about it. Good more. Good news item, Ted. Yeah, apparently, <laughs> apparently not actually a divorce announcement. They uh, they are still together, but maybe there was some marital havoc, and they know how to make some money. Marketing. Yeah. They know how to make Sound some like money. Sound like they've been taking some lessons from Sufjan. Yeah, right? <laughs> Jeez. God damn it. They're, we're entering the age of odds. Ads. Eads. Ads. Yeah. All right, guys. I think we call that a show. Yeah, I think we're we're about there. We didn't get the emails this week, but was... you too could have your email read on the sounding board. Email you us. Too. Email us. You too cannot have their. Well, if you, if Bono emailed you, too, you probably yeah. 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 You too can have their email read. Honestly, <laughs> if they're going to take the time to yeah, email if, us, if Bono emails me, I will read it live on the sounding board, live to tape. <laughs> uh, but if you, dear listener email me i will also read it live on the sounding board you don't even uh, have to be bono you, you don't even have to be a member of you no you too cannot be so, a member of you too if the edge emailed us we probably wouldn't read it i mean i don't know no i would uh, i'm did, sure it'd be really boring did you watch to, did you watch, it'd be hard to read we, it with we'd put, a lot of, <laughs> put a lot of excessive delay effect on the reading yeah <laughs> <laughs> He would just send us an audio file. Can, can the Edge please hello, email hello, us hello. so we can try and do something stupid? Oh, man. Uh, soundingboardpodcast at gmail.com is the email address. On Twitter, at NotAlwaysMusic. On Instagram, at SoundingboardPodcast. On Facebook, at SoundingboardPodcast. On... SoundingboardPodcast. Google it. You'll find us. Good. Not right. on meth. At SoundingboardPodcast. Not, not on meth. We said, Sounding we board said podcast. no to Officially said no to Matt. We sure did. You have a story about it. All right, guys. Thanks so much for joining me. This has been fun. We'll uh, we'll get this posted as soon as I edit it, which who knows when that'll be. And uh, do you you want to announce the album? Do you want to announce the album? Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, (laughs) probably good. Probably good idea. (laughs) Next week we are going to be listening to "Teens of Style" by Car Seat Headrest. Now. This guy's kind of interesting because I think he's a super talented writer. He's also like 22, so some of the shit that he writes is super so cringeworthy. Fuck that guy. Yeah, <laughs> is super. super I hate listening to musicians that are younger than me. Yeah, but uh, but not about for, it. For what it's for what it's worth, <laughs> I've heard reports that he has so played I can't entire. Most he has he, he has played entire <laughs> sets laying on his back on the stage. Oh my god! What an indie okay. rocker. Uh. It's fuzzy. I like it. I don't know. You guys might. You guys might not. I like it. 
So okay. join me next week for that. Camden. Yeah. Do you want to play me out? Uh, <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know. Should I do a Colin Stetson impression? Yeah, I was yeah. going to say we should right. do M- Colin. Ted, you want to join me? Oh, yeah, for okay. sure. Okay. <laughs> 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 <